Smashing the Plateau. I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. But if there's one thing that's clear for all of us is we're in transition. Every element of society and business and even identity is coming under scrutiny. Who we were before coronavirus cannot be the same way we work or the way we think of ourselves post-corona. Today on episode 51 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Sarah Beth Burke. Sarah Beth felt caught in boxes in her professional roles. Conducting research helped Sarah Beth unlock the keys to her own core value proposition that led her to work that is fulfilling and successful. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on going solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Dr. Sarah Beth Burke. Sarah Beth is a hybrid professional who also researches hybrid professional identity. She calls herself a creative disruptor because she blends her artist, researcher, educator, designer identities to lead and create innovation strategies that radically connect resources and people in new ways. After Sarah Beth underwent her own professional identity crisis, she learned she was a hybrid and that concept revolutionized her career path. Now she's obsessed with changing the way we see the workforce and helping professionals realize that their unique value lies at the intersections of their multiple identities. Sarah Beth, welcome to the show. So great to be here. Thanks, David. Sarah Beth, what was your professional identity crisis? Wow. I think I've probably had more than one at this point, but the major moment for me, I was teaching in the classroom and knew that I was so much more than a teacher. And I just didn't know how to break out of that box. I think we've all come up to these points where we get put into a label and that label doesn't really tell who we are. That job title is too confined. So I decided to go back to grad school. I was exploring other options. And what it led me to was start to research, well, how do other people introduce themselves? How do they answer that what do you do question? Because that was plaguing me when I was trying to network and I was kind of back in grad school and honestly a little bit ashamed that I I was back in school, I didn't know what to tell people I was. I wasn't just a teacher anymore. And so I was noticing other people's introductions and I started studying what that meant, what their job title meant, asking them more questions. And I realized people were so much more than their title. They, you know, would introduce themselves as an entrepreneur founder, but really they were this product um, management marketing guru that had this other thing on the side. And it was like a laundry list of different identities, but wrapped under one title. And that fascinated me. And it made me reflect, well, what are my different professional identities? Because I know I have more than one. And I was this artist identity and educator, and I was becoming more of a researcher and I love design. So those four felt like my core. And then what I realized, again, as I was kind of going down this rabbit hole and seeing patterns and and listening to all these different interviews I had, that this concept of, of integration, of mixing and blending identities was something that people were doing, but no one was consciously aware of it. And that's what I was doing in my work. So my crisis was really, you know, trying to figure out who I was and what my work identity was that I want to share with the world. And my revelation was, I can be all of my identities, and that means it's I'm a hybrid. 
So that's my nutshell of how this work started and why I'm so excited about sharing it, because I think so many people struggle with this. They're frustrated. They're confused. They just don't know how to articulate what they do. And the bigger question is, well, who are you? What is that identity? And if you do many things, then talk about the intersection, talk about the integration. No one has given awareness that that's allowed. Sarah Beth, why do you think we get caught in these boxes that really don't adequately describe our core value proposition? So great. I mean, my way that I think about that is we've been in a binary lens. Um, Most of the workforce is thinking about experts or generalists. You're in one of two buckets. And I just think that's wrong. Inherently, that is not the way the world works anymore. There's a spectrum. There's all this in-between You can be an expert in one thing or many things. You could be a generalist in many things. And you're not just compartmentalizing and being one of those things at a time. So I think people are stuck in these these boxes because they don't realize they can be both. And we don't know what to call being both. And that, I think, is is what's happening. Mm. And when you realized that this was the way you were being boxed in, were you an employee or an entrepreneur? So interestingly, I didn't even know about the word entrepreneur in my early work career. I came up through an arts background. And also, I think just the term of entrepreneur wasn't that popular a decade or more ago. So I definitely was traditional in my mindset, even though my career path was nonlinear. And I felt there was something wrong with me because I couldn't figure out how to get on the linear path. And so I was definitely an employee working in different organizations, But I also changed jobs about every two to three years. So I thought that, you know, showed that I was scattered or unfocused and people didn't understand why I kept moving around. And a lot of it was because my different identities weren't being realized. I couldn't be all the different parts of my professional self. And I would get frustrated and feel like there's more I need to bring to a job. And this job is only holding me to one thing. So Yeah, I think the entrepreneurial side of me has just opened up in the last five to 10 years because I realized I could be one, that's an option. And the entrepreneur, to to add that side of it to being an entrepreneur in an organization, that really resonated with me when I learned about that. So it's been a journey of even discovering that I can be an entrepreneur, David. Mm, So uh, what you're saying is you could be someone who uses these multiple identities either as an employee or as an entrepreneur, or you could be both at the same time? Absolutely. So my research has been talking with professionals from all different backgrounds and all different industries. At first, I thought it was more of like a freelancer thing of most people are hybrids there or, you know, just maybe it's more in the startup world. But I've talked to financial analysts and physical therapists and doctors, and this hybrid idea resonates with so many people. So, yeah, I I think people can be in an organization and be a hybrid, and they can be off on their own and be a hybrid. The, The core concept I really want to emphasize on hybridity is integration. So right now in the landscape, when I look on LinkedIn, because that's the most primary professional space, a lot of people list multiple things they do. You know, the actor, writer, producer, scientist, philosopher might be in someone's header on their LinkedIn profile. And what's happening there is more people are listing things. And that's one way of them showing up in the world, but it's confusing because what do they really do? How do those things fit together? 
And that person might actually not even know how to answer that question. So a hybrid professional is actually someone who integrates and has overlap and moves between identities simultaneously. Like those identities are all reflecting and supporting each other in the job that person does. And that's the value prop. So a hybrid professional is able to both realize and articulate their value is the fact that they are working collectively with their professional identities and not separately. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Sarah, but how do you realize and articulate your values simultaneously? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was the aha moment. I learned pretty quickly when I started doing interviews with people, I would say, well, what happens in the intersections of your professional identities? And I'd get the blank stare (laughs) on people because they've never been asked that question before. It was radical. It was unfamiliar. And yet that's exactly what I'm trying to pinpoint and get people to be able to talk about. So what I've learned is I needed to create tools and kind of guide people there gradually and start with things that people are feeling like when they're in their flow and things are effortless and they love what they're doing, they're being energized. That's a moment when someone's probably in an intersection. So to give a concrete example for me, I might be blending my artist, researcher, even designer identities when I'm running a meeting. And in that meeting, I'm having people do a role play to understand something we're trying to do for an end user or a new audience. And I've never seen anyone else do role plays during meetings. That's me and my hybridity combining identities at the same time. So that's a unique value I had to even just see within myself to be able to tell clients or tell employers here's why you want to hire me. I'm able to connect the dots and help us come to better solutions because I use these tools and no one else uses tools the way I do. So that's kind of one of my ways that hybridity shows up. Sarah Beth, are there ways that you can understand your hybridity and use it to enhance your ability to build your own business following a late career job loss? Like let's say you've been in corporate for 20 to 30 years. And you, particularly for the last number of years, you may feel like you're in a role that doesn't really fulfill you as much as it did earlier in your career, yet the the paycheck is very enticing. And then suddenly, through no fault of your performance, the paycheck disappears. There's a, mm. right, there, there could be a merger or acquisition or you could have a new boss and the new boss doesn't really know you and and wants to make a name for himself or herself by cutting costs. So they look to cut some of the higher paying employees. Um, there are all sorts of reasons why people, particularly when they're mid-career or later, end up getting mm-hmm. terminated. And those folks often would rather have more control over their time and the kind of work that they do. But you know, starting starting your own business, whether it's a consulting business or a coaching business or some other kind of business, it's um, it's a big transition and it's really hard. Are there ways that understanding your hybridity can help bridge the gap so that you can actually start something that becomes not only more rewarding but financially more successful um, a little more quickly than it might otherwise? Great. I am just kind of digesting all the different parts of that. I think you're hitting a really big part of this work, which people that are in some kind of transition, 
whether it's moving between roles in a company or new industries or a job loss, whatever kind of career transition. That's, I think, where this work resonates the most, looking at yourself, what your professional identity is. And if you think you're a hybrid professional, then how do you discover that and unpack it and then convey it to the world? And I talk to a lot of people about that exact step. So I think if it's late career or mid-career, this is all still relevant information. One piece I wanted to acknowledge that you brought up is this notion that you gain different professional identities over time, right? They accumulate. So even though I'm not teaching in the classroom anymore, I still have that experience and those memories. And that sort of informs some of the ways I work even today. So that is like a value add that accumulates over time. The first question I ask people when I sit down with them is I say, tell me what your professional identities are. And that right there is the starting point for anybody. Because if you just start spewing out, oh, I do marketing, but I do some sales, but I also am great at spreadsheets, but I don't love doing data, but I do that sometimes. And you just kind of go off on this tangent. That to me shows you don't have clarity on what your core professional identities are. And you actually can't tell someone what your truest unique value is until you know the three or four that make you tick, that make you light up. So I start there with people and say, okay, let's get clear with your primary identities. And those should be the ones you love the most. And then we start to say, okay, how do those overlap? And what's the intersection like? Who are you when, for instance, for me, when I'm the artist researcher or the artist educator or the artist educator researcher, we kind of look at all these different intersections. And that becomes an examination of saying, huh, I've never really had this meta reflection moment to think what I'm doing in that space that no one else is doing or I'm doing better or just differently. And then you get the ahas, honestly, of new keywords and language that you've never thought to call yourself before or that define you in ways that you're not saying. So this is how I arrived at calling myself a creative disruptor because I realized I challenge things often, but I'm also very creative and There's kind of a whole process I have that took me down this, and that's what I share with other people. But honestly, this is a very empowering moment when people look at their intersections like this. And just from kind of a networking or job transition or introduction point of view, when I meet someone new or I'm writing a cover letter or talking to employers, and the first thing they say is like, tell me about yourself. What do you do? Right? That's pretty common. And I'll start with, well, I'm a hybrid professional. I call myself a creative disruptor. And that means I weave together my artist, educator, researcher identities to do transformative work in big institutions. And I kind of wrap it up there. That introduction sounds very different and and very much kind of gives a clear picture of me, my identities, and why they matter, that value part. Then if I was just to walk in and say, oh, I'm Sarah Beth, I'm kind of this artist, but also an educator, but I also do design and research and they kind of, you know, this is what I love. And that just doesn't have the same powerful effect because it's not really me saying how I want to stand and be in the world, what I want to be known for. It doesn't really help you distinguish yourself when you just sound like a lot of identities or generic identities. So to to people that you were saying, are in this later stage of their career, trying to transition, trying to figure out their value add, I'd say really focus on the primary professional identities you have, how they connect, what the relationship between those identities are, and then come up with this brand, this hybrid title 
that captures it in a way that's interesting, intriguing, and helps your audience see that you have a way of standing out because they'll see it too. So what you're describing is is some a few basic steps of really understanding who you are in a unique way and then creating your own brand around that. Yes, that's essentially where I'm going with this is differentiating yourself in the workforce because hybridity is your brand. Hmm. What are some good examples of people that have created their own brand based on really understanding their their hybridity or their their true professional identities? It's a good question. Well, I think one of the examples I have in my book is Justin Gitlin. And he, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what the title is. He actually has changed titles a few times, but he's a combination of being like a game designer, a digital programmer, a musician, and a few other things. And so he's this um, like digital designer of experiences, something like that. And he can do things no one else can do. He creates these one-of-a-kind installations for big brands in flagship stores like Nike. And when you walk in and they release a new sneaker, he's the person who created how all this technology in the store is operating and creating a very one-of-a-kind of experience for consumers. So there's a lot of people like you and me that have a hybrid way of being that we just maybe haven't seen or we're doing it naturally and need to kind of find a better way to articulate it. I think a lot of celebrities and superstars and public figures are hybrids and they've kind of blown beyond needing a job title like Michelle Obama or Bono and Lady Gaga. They do so many things we can't define them by one title anymore either. So there's a lot of examples out there and they can be everyday people as well as people that, you know, we love them because they do so many things. Mm. Do you think that understanding your multiple identities can help you in a way that in a business sense ends up being more profitable? It's a good question. I would love to study that further, actually, that relationship between people that have the hybrid profile versus those that don't and what impact and value that's returning on their business. I think the premise here really is if you sound like everybody else, like I meet so many people that are coaches and so many people that are consultants and they're doing life advice and business development. And that's all really important work, but I can't quite understand what makes them different and why I would encourage, you know, and do introductions for one person than another person, just based on how they've set up kind of their business services so the, the hybridity thing to me, if they were to frame themselves as a, you know, chief of, you know, I like project career, that's, I don't know where I'm going with this one, but if they could distinguish themselves slightly different, even though they're in the coaching business, that suddenly makes them have a new, you know, light that shines on them that that's, sets them apart. It's It's really, how do you kind of stand out in a crowded field. And that's that's what the workforce is right now. It's really dense with a lot of people saying they do the same thing. So I do think that would add value to your brand because then you sound more clear and defined and stronger in what you do. Right. The other thing that strikes me about what you're saying is that it's a way of 
really articulating your own niche and mm -hmm. and um particularly for solopreneurs and those marketing and selling their professional value uh, especially in the online world, um, there's a lot of talk about the the riches being in the niches, and we know that in marketing, the yeah. narrower your focus, the easier it is for somebody to be aware of your value. I completely agree with that. The riches and the niches, I haven't heard, but I love that expression. Yes, so Sarah Beth, where do you think all this is going? What do you think the the how this might impact the future of work? Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts on that. One is just the moment we're in right now with this COVID economy and eventually we'll move into a post-COVID world, which is all of this unknown yet to be seen. But if there's one thing that's clear for all of us is we're in transition. Every element of society and business and even identity is coming under scrutiny. Who we were before coronavirus cannot be the same way we work or the way we think of ourselves post-corona. We're already seeing work shift into these hybrid models of kind of remote, but kind of some people returning to an office or just new iterations of meetings. And that didn't exist just a few months ago. So there's no way our professional identity can be what it once was. We need to revisit and examine what, what is the hybrid side of our professional work and our professional identity. So I think that's very much part of this. And I would say this is a movement Hybrid professionals are somewhere in that space between experts and generalists. And it's time we start looking at that segment as another type of professional identity that matters and it's critical because I think we still need experts and we still need generalists. And there's a lot of controversy there about hyper-specialists and et cetera. But we need to talk about hybrids and we need to be able to think about how do we hire for hybrids and manage them and recruit them and retain them because it's a different type of talent. They need to feel interconnected. They need to be chameleons. They need to be allowed to keep shifting within identities to feel valued and appreciated for their multiple talents. And we don't talk about that in training and hiring enough. And I think that's why hybrids leave or aren't valued in the roles they currently hold. So on one hand is this idea of a movement where hybridity is part of the workforce. And on the other hand is looking at professional identity and where we are today and saying, what if I am a hybrid professional in the new world and how do I find that and articulate it? Mm, well said. Well, Sarah Beth, hybridity is certainly a critical topic for today's business environment. And if someone wants to go deeper with anything that we've discussed today, learn more or access any resources you have, where would they go? Yeah, I love talking with people and sharing resources. So I have a website called morethanmytitle.com. And I recently published a book with the same title, More Than My Title. And there's a workbook that goes with it because people keep asking for tools. But what I'm super excited for is um, later in June, on June 22nd, I'm releasing an online course. And that really is guiding people through six steps of starting where you're at, what is your professional identity, and then going through this multi- tiered kind of layered process of finding your hybridity and coming up with your hybrid title. So those are the resources people can access by going to morethanmytitle.com. Sounds great. Well, Sarah Beth, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Going Solo and share your insights. My guest today has been the founder and creative disruptor, Sarah Beth Burke. Thank you again, Sarah Beth, for joining us. Thank you, David. This is great. 
When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today we learned how to unlock your own hybrid professional identity. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.